Hello, nurses, and welcome to the Healthy Nurse Connection. This is a podcast where we talk about all things nursing, whether you're a seasoned nurse, a new nurse, a nursing student, or even thinking about becoming a nurse. This is a podcast for you. We talk about nursing, the hardships, the wins, the goals, and how to live your best nursing life. I'm Leslie Catalan, your host, and this is the Healthy Nurse Connection. Hello, my fellow nurses, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy Nurse Connection. I am so excited to have our guest today, Sarah D. Gregorio. She is an author of the book, Taking Care, which I have to say, I truly, absolutely loved it. And we'll talk more about that when we get into the show. But it is a book about what nursing is. And you have probably heard me talk about it. If you know me, I have suggested it to so many different people because I just think it's just a really great book. So Sarah, welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much, Leslie. And thank you for those kind words about the book. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was really amazing. And we'll get into all the reasons why. But first, I love to get to know our guests a little bit better. So kind of a two-part question, but I really want to learn about why you became a nurse and then what has your nursing journey been like that led you to write this book? So I'm not a nurse. (laughs) comes to a surprise to a lot of people. I'm not a nurse. I'm a journalist. And so it's so funny. I was thinking about this question because I was thinking about our conversation as I was making my salad for lunch. And how a lot of times people start interviews with me asking me like, why did you, a non-nurse, want to write about nurses? And I have lots of reasons, like lots of answers to that question. But also sometimes I am so surprised to be asked it because there are so many nonfiction books about physicians and about people who work in the sciences in, in various ways and people who have made important progress, important discoveries. And I feel like those authors don't get that question. So I think where that question comes from sometimes is this sometimes is a sense among nurses, which nurses have for good reason, which is that this sense that no one really knows what they do and no one has bothered to find out. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess that's just sort of my thought that sort of your, your question is not surprising to me because so many people assume I must be a nurse if I'm interested in nursing. And once they find out that I'm not a nurse, they wonder, well, then why am I interested in nursing? And so I think those are really interesting ways of thinking about nursing and also ways that nurses have sort of adapted to the way that people seem to not fully consider their work. Yes. So then it takes me down the journey then of what made you want to write this book. And then as you were writing it, what were some of the things that really surprised you about it? Yeah, I wanted to write it, first of all, because I realized no one had done it before. <laughs> and I, I, I realized that and thought, oh, my gosh, this is just such a huge hole. I mean, it's such a, a huge oversight in terms of communicating to the public I see my job as a journalist as identifying stories that I think are important that the public understands or important to the public interest, and then identifying the experts who can help me understand the lay of the land, and then translating all that so that people can understand why they should care and sort of what's actually going on. And there are lots and lots of nurse historians and nurse scholars who write about nursing and nursing history for other nurses in 
lots of journals and academic presses, but I felt it was a problem that there wasn't this kind of book. Um, and I think of this book, uh, certainly I'm so honored when nurses read it, um, but I also think about it as, as being um, something for non-nurses so that we can understand better nurses' work and why it is so important. And the reason that I myself knew that nurses' work was so important was because of these very personal experiences that I had both growing up and then also as a mother. So my both of my parents were quite ill when I was growing up. They both had chronic illnesses that would eventually take their lives. My mother had breast cancer and she died when I was in college. My father suffered from different mental health disorders, substance use disorder, as well as Crohn's disease. And he passed away when he was 65. So I had sort of grown up navigating the healthcare system with them. I was an only child and we were not poor, but we were not well off. And I experienced sort of this quest to get my parents the medical care that they needed as really like a labyrinth, like this really scary and often impossible to navigate maze where the stakes were so high because it was the survival of my parents, the people I loved the most. And what I remember when I, as an adult, when I thought back on those sort of attempts to navigate the system, I remembered very clearly these encounters with nurses and that it was always nurses who in this very impersonal kind of mess of a system, it was nurses who would often really take the time to, to hear me and to actually treat my parents like they were human beings and to really help us understand what the next step was. And so I was reflecting on that. And I was also reflecting on when I was pregnant. And then when I gave birth to my daughter, she was born at 28 weeks. So she was um, very premature. And of course, anyone who's had a premature baby knows that in the NICU, it's the neonatal nurses who absolutely make the experience. And they are the ones who you sit next to an incubator and you watch a neonatal nurse literally save your baby's life on a daily basis. And so it was a combination of all of those factors. Um, I had written a book about premature birth. And then I was thinking I wanted to continue to write about healthcare. I wanted to write another book. And I was thinking there's so much written about the healthcare system and how broken it is. And it right. really is. But I was reflecting on what went right for us. And uh -huh. what went right for us often was those encounters with nurses. Now, understanding more about nurses' work and their workplace conditions, I can understand that the nurses themselves may have been under incredible pressure that made helping us very difficult. But from my point of view, just that experience of having people see you, hear you, treat you like a full human being, right? Um, it was incredibly powerful. Yeah, And then to realize that wasn't represented, that kind of work just wasn't analyzed or stories weren't told about it, a sense of the importance of that independent discipline. I thought that's a really big oversight that I should try to correct. Now that I'm reflecting on it, because I, I assumed you were a nurse, but it is kind of ironic because I believe it would take a non-nurse to be able to really write our story because we are very like self-sacrificing and we are very hard on ourselves. 
And so it probably took somebody from the outside to really showcase everything that we do because we would shortcut that. Like, yes. Yeah. I think that's right. I also think I always, this was maybe a very naive assumption, but I always thought that nurses understood how important they were to families. Like I thought that nurses knew that families carry those encounters with them for the rest of their lives. And then in the process of writing this book, I realized actually many nurses don't know. We have no idea. Yeah. (laughs) But I can tell you it is true. Yeah. Really true. That is, it's really heartening to hear that because we don't hear the good things from families most of the time. If it went well, you were on your way and we didn't hear from you again. If right. it went wrong, then you would come back to Hana. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. But we yeah. would hear about what we did not do correctly. It's rare that we always hear about what we did well. So thank you. It's nice to hear that. So I know pretty much your whole book is a summary of what a nurse is, but For somebody who was going to read this book, how did your perspective change when you thought about it? Oh, that's a big question and a hard question. I will say the way that my perspective about what I was doing changed was at first I thought, oh, I'll write a history of all of nursing (laughs) and then uh, quickly realized that that was a impossible, or at least I'm not a historian. I'm a journalist when I don't have an academic job. Um, So I couldn't spend 10 years excavating every single thing that's ever happened in nursing, but not only even if such a thing were possible, but not only that wasn't really what I was interested in or really what I wanted to do. I realized maybe half of the way through that I needed to restructure and sort of reframe the book because what I wanted to write about was a history of the power of nursing So it might sound the same, but it's not. It's about the ways that nurses wielded power, um, even when they were not acknowledged or they were sort of doing it invisibly. So I wanted to think about nursing in terms of, and I think for a lot of people, this is a little bit counterintuitive. I wanted to think about nursing as one of the most powerful forces in the world and one of the fundamental human endeavors without which human society would not be possible. So when you think about that, it's actually pretty obvious. No military can run, for instance, without nurses. Um, The Roman Empire was very meticulous about providing hospitals and nursing care for its military because the empire was so far flung. There were so many different um, countries or areas of the world that were a part of it. Um, And if the military wasn't healthy, they couldn't have held on to their empire. Um, Even just the establishment of communities, of towns and villages, who is going to help people give birth? Who is going to sit up with the people who are dying? Who knows how to set a broken bone? Sometimes these things started out in the home being done by family members, but also a lot of times there would be a community expert who was the person that everybody turned to and perhaps they learned from their parent. And so this sense of humans as organizing ourselves around communities, around different endeavors, none of those, none of those things would be possible without nurses making it possible. And so I started to sort of trace that. So I wasn't so much interested in the history of the nursing workforce which is really a whole other, I mean, there is certainly stuff in here about the nursing workforce, but, you know, 
nursing is so multifaceted. There's so much to say about it, but I really wanted to bring forward these stories of the ways that nurses have changed the world. And there are plenty of those stories. I mean, there are so many, I could have written five more books. And so that was really what I wanted to bring forward. And to get back to your earlier question, what is a nurse? It's obviously a really hard question because historically there people were not so concerned with delineating different practices. So in the past, it wasn't like, I'm a physician, I'm a nurse, I'm a pharmacist. Those are delineations that are important in our current system. But still, actually, you can find what I think of as a distinctive nursing ethos that was practiced by people. So a sense of understanding a person within their whole context. What are they eating and drinking? What is their house like? What's their relationship with their family? What are the challenges in their life? How are all of these things impacting their health and well-being or their illness? Thinking about providing care that is often leading to a cure but not or a treatment, but not always. The idea that care is not always about a medical treatment or a cure or a fix. That healthcare is about providing something to alleviate suffering, whatever that is for that person. And so that's sort of how I started to think about tracing a distinctive nursing ethos, that holistic way of understanding people's health and well-being, and a real emphasis on hands-on caring. Yeah, I think that really, what I really liked about how your book framed it with the stories of other nurses, because you're right, like our current system with our delineations, that is why everybody always pictures the nurse at the bedside doing the doctor's orders and it stops there. But I loved reading all the stories of these other nurses who did not work in that arena and the power that they had to make changes and improve lives really kind of like showed me that we can't even fully work to our full potential at the bedside. And I think that's a message that a lot of nurses, not just the general public, but a lot of nurses should hear because the healthcare environment, as you have probably read, the work conditions are very difficult for us to provide the care that we want to provide. And yet we put so much emphasis on whether or not we are good or bad at our job based on these poor working conditions. And then when you learn these stories of these other amazing nurses who just, they found a problem, they found people who were suffering and they found ways to, to help them feel better yep. in a short, a short way. So like, like don't put so much emphasis on like your job at the bedside, because there are so many times when as a bedside nurse, I would go home and I would not feel good because I couldn't do everything that I felt like I should. And that I shouldn't, I shouldn't put that internalize that it's not on me. That is in the work condition that I was put in. Like, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you're so right. It's so interesting. I was doing an interview very early in the process where a nurse scholar, she's a professor emerita at DePaul University, and her name is Paula Kagan. She was saying to me, I hope we never build another hospital in this country. And at first I had a very hard time understanding that. I was like, what do you mean? And her point was that we have decided 
or I don't know if we've decided some the structure that we've built in this country is very, very focused on acute care. And so we handle almost everything once someone is sick and they need acute inpatient care, and then we discharge them. And then often the cycle starts again. And I definitely don't need to tell you that. Um, her point was that nurses are nurses expertise and discipline is so underutilized within that kind of a healthcare system because nurses are so good at thinking about prevention thinking about how to maximize someone's health and well-being at home in their environment no one wants to go to the hospital and often that is not good for outcomes so that if nurses were able to practice differently that in fact, we would probably all benefit from that, from um, less of an emphasis on hospital care and more of an emphasis on preventative care, on nursing care, um, on primary care. And that, that was something that I came to understand much better because when I started thinking about nurses' expertise and nurses' discipline and what nurses know, it is independent of your employment, right? You have that, that knowledge is yours. Like you have that expertise. You have a degree. Yes. You have a degree, you have a license, all of that, that is yours. It's not contingent on where you work. And the way that hospitals are structured financially, but the nursing fee is wrapped up into room and board when hospitals bill payers, right? And so hospitals see nurses as an expense, It's like a labor expense. Um, They bill it out similarly as as they bill things like supplies. But of course, that absolutely does not reflect the importance of nursing to patient outcomes. In fact, we know from research that patient outcomes are highly dependent on nursing care and that the better the staffing at your hospital, the more likely you are to be discharged alive. I mean, there's plenty of research that shows that. And yet that reality is not reflected in the way that hospitals are structured to to provide nursing care. When hospitals are thinking about what to cut, they're going to cut nursing, even though that's contrary to what patients need. When they think about physicians, they think, oh, physicians bring in the revenue. So it's setting up this. It's not even anything that nurses or physicians have done. It's the financial system kind of puts them at odds in hospitals. And I think it is really bad for nurses and really bad for patients. Yeah. Um, I want to come back to that because I think a lot of nurses who are listening may not know that. I know that just because of my writing and researching these things and reading your book, but the compensation. So when nurses get paid, a doctor is going to bill the insurance company and they're going to take a portion of that money from the insurance company. When nurses pay, where that comes from is when the hospital bills the insurance company, the room and board for the room, a part of our pay comes out of that. That is why if you have one nurse covering 10 rooms versus four rooms, the hospital is going to make more money. So that is how the structure is right now. And it's counterintuitive also to taking care of patients in their homes. Insurances will not... cover preventative home care, they will only cover it if that patient were discharged from the hospital after an acute event and the home health is going to improve, get them back up to their baseline. So yeah, our pay structure is not at all designed to allow a nurse to really fulfill 
their, what we can do, what we know, what our knowledge is. And so a lot of your stories really kind of dive into that too, where it, it was a nurse who saw that there was a problem and just did it. Did they didn't care about whether they're going to get paid it. That goes back to, we shouldn't be working for free, but nurses like to solve problems. That's why we went into this field. We want to help people who are suffering. And so a lot of your stories were about these amazing nurses who saw a problem, who saw a need, didn't care about the structure and how, where they were supposed to be. They just went wherever they were needed and provided care. Yeah. And then, like, that's amazing. That's amazing that that is our story, but then it's disheartening that that is not our reality. Yes. Yes. I agree with you. And I do think there's so much to be said about nurses being the first one to see a problem, not just to notice it, but to understand where it's coming from. Seeing patterns on a community level or even for on an individual level, getting to know someone and then noticing maybe like a subtle change in their mental state. And what does that mean? What are the different possibilities there? And knowing who to communicate with. And it is, you can think about that skill and that strength of nurses in so many different domains. So certainly, of course, nurses do that at the bedside in hospitals, but also like you're saying, nurses who do, there are, there's a nurse-led research team at Emory who are researching the health impacts of climate change on agricultural workers. And how did they know that this was something that they should really investigate? Well, they knew because they had conversations with the workers. <laughs> you know, they had conversations with the workers and the workers said, yeah, we're really worried about this. The heat is yeah. increasing and I know it's affecting our health and we, what we don't know how, and can you help us? Right. Um, and, and that is a huge gap in care that a, a nurse led team then can step into in both in terms of delineating the problem through research and then running pilot right. programs to sort of give the workers tools to help mitigate the harm. So yes, you're absolutely right. And there is historical stories that tell this kind of a story, but there are, like you say, most nurses, the majority of nurses do work in acute care, clinical work, but there are nurses today who are, it can be very hard, but they are out there doing things outside of hospitals that are quite remarkable. Yeah. We just, those just aren't highlighted as much or they're not yeah. seen as much. So like you were saying, there's so many stories out there, but there's not enough time to tell them all. And there's just not like part of like what I like I'm trying to do with this podcast is get more of this information out to nurses, because I feel like as I practice as a bedside nurse, I didn't quite understand the full aspects of what nursing is and then we kind of silo ourselves and we feel like this is what my job is. And then when I can't do it, I'm the only one who's suffering. And we kind of put ourselves in our own little box that we are supposed to be perfect at bedside care. And then we're not, we feel like we're the only ones who are failing when in reality, yeah. it's all of us. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think it's not a coincidence. I think nurses are encouraged to think about this as, as an individual problem that they're responsible for. It's like, well, I have to cover this number of patients because I have to. And, and I, I get that. I, I have thought a lot about what that would be like and how incredibly difficult that would be, but it's not a you problem. It's a system problem. And so while you are 
doing your very best with the situation that you have, it's not a you problem. It's a system problem. And it is so prevalent. And I will say though, as much as I love these stories of nurses working outside the hospital, there are also lots of stories of nurses working clinically who are also doing extraordinary work. So it's certainly not to put one above the other, but to point out that I think that hospitals benefit from nurses not knowing their own power. And sometimes by working outside of the hospital, I think nurses sometimes have a little bit more access to their own power or to a sense of autonomy and a sense of like, I'm a practitioner, I have a discipline. It's not contingent upon a hospital to give me somehow permission to practice this. Right. Um, And I know that there is maybe a sense among nurses that unless you've done med surge for a certain amount of time, you're not a quote unquote real nurse. And that work is so important. But that kind of like gatekeeping around like who's a real nurse, I think is not helpful. And again, benefits hospitals. Yeah, I there's two points I want to circle back on that because I think it was really great. So it's not like bedside nurses are one needed and one should like have the power to change their environment. Just because you feel burnt out or you feel overworked, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to leave the bedside profession if that is what you love. But when we come together, we do have a power. And I feel like this is kind of starting to come up more. If we're going to make changes on the way nurses get paid, that has to come from insurance companies and probably from the government. So we have to get more actively involved And I feel like bedside nurses feel like they don't have a place for that, but I want you to know that you do, and it has to come from us. We are the ones who have to create our environment. So if you're going to change the way the hospitals run, I feel like nurses have the power to do that. So we need to own that power and take some steps to make that better. Even just the workplace violence, like no other profession are people getting beat up as much as nurses. (laughs) And if you if you beat up a cop, you know, you face serious consequences. If you beat up a nurse, they're like, well, we'll send you to jail, but we don't know what will happen after that. So like that, we have to come together if we want to change these things, I think is important to say. I know it can be so hard for nurses to speak up because sometimes you may not feel like you have protection for your job. And so I I wouldn't presume to know what that's like. However, I would also say that if it's helpful to think about this in terms of patient advocacy, which is part of nurses' jobs, right? Part of your expertise is patient advocacy, speaking up for your own working conditions, which are not optimal for patients, that can be seen as patient advocacy too. And of course, nurses' safety and health is important, like in and of itself, absent any, even without patient concerns. But we know that it affects patient care and that short staffing and dangerous working environments for nurses are absolutely contrary to patient outcomes. So advocacy can also be helpful. Yeah. So like, it's not only that we're like advocating for ourselves and our work environment, but supporting a nurse is also supporting patient safety and patient care. So those two things are kind of interlinked. Like if we want to improve patient outcomes, we need to improve the the nursing working conditions. Yeah, absolutely agree. I think about this a lot because I think patients don't understand that. And so part of what my hope is, is to help the general public understand better how 
much we all rely on nursing expertise and that if there's a very natural alliance between between nurses and the public. Yes. And I think that the public doesn't understand that, but I think that could be I think that that could be really powerful. Powerful, yes. <laughs> so <That> yeah. <laughs> because patient ratios is a big thing that's in the talks right now and do we support patient ratios? So nurse patient ratios, meaning like how many patients one nurse can have. And there is so much research behind why it's important to have only a nurse, have only a few patients. And I think if you go over like four, then you run the risk of a, a poor patient outcome. So it really is truly patient safety to have enough nurses in your hospitals. What does it mean to be a quote unquote real nurse? And I feel like when you step away from the bedside, and I know this for, personally for myself, when I made the decision to step away from the bedside, I was met with a lot of guilt because I felt like that is where I was supposed to be. And so I am really trying to broaden that conversation too, that we don't just have to be at the bedside to be a nurse. Because uh, so many nurses will say, well, I've been away from the bedside for two, five years, so I'm not really a real nurse anymore but they're still doing nursing work by identifying problems and helping to try to solve those issues. So it's, you don't just have to be at the bedside. Not at all. And in fact, nursing came way before hospitals. You know what I mean? Nursing existed yes. way before hospitals existed. Nursing actually existed way before medical schools existed. Yes. So it, all of that history, it belongs to nurses. Right. Yeah. But so I think like to kind of sum up, I just really, your book for me just really broadened my perspective of what nursing is and what nurses can do. And so if you are a nurse, if you work at the bedside, if you work outside of the bedside, if you feel like you're not doing a good job at the bedside, which I know I feel like I have felt that so many times, just remember that that is not all of your worth. Like, and it's a systemic problem. It's not a you problem. Like you're working in very difficult conditions. So you can only do what you can do. So don't internalize that. So where can we find you and your book? You can find me at sarahdegregorio.com on Instagram at Sarah E. Gregorio, and threads is the same thing. I used to be on Twitter, but I'm trying to let that one go. We all are. Um, and yes, my book is available wherever books are sold. And I love it when people go to their local bookseller. And I also want to just add on to what you just said, which is to remember, it's not a you problem. It's a system problem, but also to know and really know this, that people, when you, it can be the smallest thing. I can tell you, I remember from my own experiences, the smallest thing that a nurse did that made me feel like myself, like a human being. And other, I have had so many other people tell me the same thing. I have done so much reporting on this and people often email me or come up to me out of the blue to tell me about a nurse who did something for them that stuck with them for 20, 30 years. It is, it is a real thing. And, and, you know, it's funny because a lot of times people don't know the nurse's name. Sometimes, you know, you're in the recovery room and then you never see them again, or you're, you know, you don't always get a chance to, to know them in a deeper way or to make a, 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 a lasting connection with them, but people really do remember. They remember when you 
they just, they remember when you encounter them like a human being, treat them like a human being, listen to them, listen to their family members, because a lot of times that's not happening in other parts of our healthcare system. Well, that's great to hear. Thank you so much for that message. Cause I think that is a really important one for us to take in as well and remember. Well, Sarah, thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. It was a really great conversation. Oh, Leslie, I just really appreciate you asking and I appreciate your interest and your work. I appreciate your work. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Healthy Nurse Connection. This was really a great conversation with Sarah. Uh, If you haven't read the book, Taking Care, it is a truly a great read. It really just expands your idea of what a nurse is and what nurses can do. We are more, much more than just bedside nurses. So please pick up a copy of it today and uh, give it a read. It's also a great listen. So if you more, if you are more an audio, like an audiobook listener, um, then get the audiobook because it's a really great listen as well. If you enjoy this podcast or want to support us, uh, please follow or subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast, whether that's on Apple or Spotify. If you think you know somebody that would benefit from hearing this podcast or would enjoy this podcast, please share it. I really do appreciate any shares, comments. If you want to make a comment, I love to get them. I love to read them. So please subscribe, comment, share this podcast um, to show your support. Thank you so much. Have a great day.